right. Okay, Jersey Judah here, Red Pill Party Podcast. Another day, another dollar, another podcast, another another episode, I should say. I am Jersey Judah. This is the Red Pill Party Podcast. It is Tuesday. It is the 15th of February. And tonight, which I didn't realize until earlier, <coughs> I named the previous video what I wanted to name for tonight's episode, which is Entitlement Tuesdays. We have a lot. And I'm not just saying that just to say it because I usually say it a lot when I have a lot of things to discuss. This is the reason why I'm starting um, right now. It is 6.49. I usually start at 7.15, 7.30. So I want to make sure I'm ahead of schedule just in case I need the extra time to get all these videos across we do have a good amount of things, whether it will be whether it will be played on this episode or not. I know for a fact that we can definitely do we got two, four, we got six videos. One video is 27 minutes, so that's not being played. We're gonna remove that. Then yeah, we'll be able to do this. We'll start off. Since it is entitlement Tuesdays, we're gonna jump right into it. A short minute and 39 seconds of what I like to call Entitlement Tuesday. Hey, this one's for the single guys. I want your opinion on something. I want to hear your honest thoughts about dating a single mom. I'm asking because one of the guys I dated after my divorce said something and those words have stuck with me. He told me, you have three kids. No one is going to want to take you on. And let me- Is he wrong? I mean, look, look women, check this out. And single mothers are some of the most entitled women. <laughs> They're the most entitled. Now, you realize with three children what that represents for a man. That's three children that's not his. Three responsibilities that you will try to assign him for being the stepdaddy. So even if you can find a guy you're attracted to and a guy who's attracted to you, that attraction will go down if you tell him you have three kids, especially if he has none. Now, if he has two kids himself, he really shouldn't be saying much about you having three kids. But then again, it's also a preference. See me, I couldn't do it because it's not in me to... I would mentor a kid in a way, like a guardian, you know what I'm saying? Or like, you know, big brother type of shit. I'm with that. I think our community needs more of that because the fathers are simply not present. And speaking of fathers, we have a video by Pink Book Lessons once again. Shout out to Pink Book Lessons. And she's going to be talking about Tupac and his experiences finding out who his real father was. Because see... Well, we'll get into that when the time comes. But no, that man is right. Once you, once you decide to have one child, that's a problem. And you have no secure uh, partner. So regardless of how successful you are, we know that you have a handicap. 
And I'm not saying this to be an asshole, but in all actuality, you are raising a handicap because you're raising a fatherless child. And if that child is a boy, he has he has a lot of challenges. And I know <laughs> I was that guy. See, I speak from I try to speak from a level of realization. So we're going to go back. But I just want to mention that that guy is right. Like, regardless of how attractive you think you are, that attraction is not going to compensate having three kids. Now, a rapper or for men. Well, <laughs> women will sign on board to fuck a rapper. It's demanded. It's expected. I didn't mean to do that. Women will piece of fucking shit. Women will sign up to fuck rappers who have multiple kids. And she wants to have a kid too with this rapper because that means money. See, having kids, see, that benefits a woman. That's the point I'm trying to make. That benefits a woman. A guy coming in to a relationship with a woman who already has kids, like, that's that's just no fun for the guy. But let's play this back again. Um, entitled women realize the wall is undefeated. Hey, this one's for the single guys. I want your opinion on something. I want to hear your honest thoughts about dating a single mom. I'm asking because one of the guys I dated after my divorce said something, and those words have stuck with me. He told me, you have three kids. No one is going to want to take you on. And let me tell you, no matter how awesome you are, those words stick. But I want to know, what do you really think about that? Does their age matter? Younger, older? I mean, it's not like I can change that. We're kind of a package deal. And I apologize, but uh, politically speaking, you are damaged goods. Why do men think it is... <laughs> I gotta play that back, man. This is why, like... See, with me... To me, white people... I understand white people because... Their sarcasm and their tone, it's its funny to me. I, I find a lot of white people entertaining. Um, it surprises a lot of people, but I like all I like all comedians. So like I don't I don't necessarily look at black comedy as black comedy. When people mention black comedy, I think dark comedy, like like offensive language and shit like that. But <laughs> I gotta bring it back. That guy <laughs> We're kind of a package deal. And I apologize, but uh, politically speaking, you are damaged goods. Why do men think it is flattering to women over 40 to act shocked, shocked when they find out how old we are? Listen, buddy, that does not make me feel youthful. That makes me feel like you're worried I'm going to break a damn hip. You don't look a day over 70, am I right? Oh. Do you know what I'm really tired of? Men fucking with me. I separated from an 18-year marriage in my early 40s. I'm 50 now. And the few men that I've dated, they were so undecisive. And the games they fucking play. What have you been doing the past, I don't know, 30 years of your fucking life as a 50-year-old woman? Why is a 50-year-old woman on a dating app? Why are 50-year-old women allowed to date? Like, you have to understand, like, when we talk about the bottom of the barrel, like, 50-year-old women are essentially that. 
okay, so if a woman's a MILF or if a woman's extremely good looking, that can be an exception for some men. Now, for me, if a bitch is, is 50 and she's bad, you can just think of a 50-year-old celebrity chick. But we know that's like the anomaly. And that's like a unicorn in a sense. Because back to a woman being successful, that doesn't mean shit to a guy. But if a woman is in her 50s and she's attractive, then a guy will probably smash. Especially guys who are my age, 33 years old. It's not that big of a gap, you know. But besides that... Ma'am, you're 50 years old. A guy is not going to take you serious. And you know what her problem is? She still believes that she's young. So she'll still try to go after guys my age. And guys like us are trying to get a nut. And we see that a woman is just completely desperate. Of course, some men are going to take advantage of that. I think... And see, this is the reason why women get so defensive when this shit happens and when, like, bitches get called out for their, like, retardation. A 50-year-old woman. Hold on, let me spark this blunt before I fry this bitch. Now, at 50 years old. Now, you really got to think about this because this kind of, this, it kind of makes sense, Right? Don't know if she has kids or not, and at this point, it really doesn't matter. You're 50 years old. Like, what are you doing? 50-year-old woman doesn't have a child, doesn't have children, doesn't have a man, doesn't have a husband, doesn't have anybody, essentially. She's looking for anything and everything to just... She's looking for a tree to pay attention to her. You're 50. It's time to relax. I can't tell you to sit back with your grandchildren because you don't have that. I can't even tell you to talk to your daughter or your son because you don't have that either. You've made your bed. As a 50-year-old woman, you've made your bed and it's time to get very comfortable. Buy a dog, die alone. Seriously, man, you're in your late 40s, almost 50. Don't fuck around. Like, seriously, don't play games. It's getting so fucking annoying. I'm so tired of this shit. I would have expected it to be easier as I got older. But that's just me looking at the wall. <laughs> Whoa. This game leaf is killing me, man. I'm smoking some very good uh, exotics. I apologize for the coughing. You guys know I am what you would consider a stoner, a pothead, right? Um, but, you know, <laughs> everything that she's saying, ask yourself this question, right? Everything that this bitch is currently saying, right? As a matter of fact, hold on. Let me do something real quick. I want to make sure here that uh, that what I need taken care of is taken care of because I want to do a long recording. We may go until 10 o'clock. I doubt it, but my goal is at least 9.30. I think 9.30 will be just fine. It's actually 7, a, uh, 7 p.m. Excuse me, on the dot. It's been kind of a long day for me, but nothing too bad. But I... <laughs> think about how many bitches matter of fact for her right for her that she was just complaining about guys 
playing games. They don't. They can't make their decision on what they want. Imagine how many guys would say the same about you throughout the 20 to 30 years that you've been alive. Because at 50 years old, I have to say to myself, okay, if you're complaining about men now, what type of person were you to these men 20, 30 years ago? Probably on, probably on the cock carousel, a cock hopper. You know what I mean? A clubhouser, a window hopper, a, a, a typical jump off, boomerang type bitch. You can throw her any which way. She's always going to come back. You know what I mean? Or she's those type of whorehounds that if you pay, if you pay like you weigh, then maybe you'll have a night or two to stay. That's that's the only thing I think about when a 50 year old is talking about being single, looking for it. A anybody looking for a friend at like come on stop stop fuck that you know what I mean stop the bullshit it's demanded it's expected it's contrived it's all right so that's the end of that well I entitlement Tuesdays ladies and gentlemen <laughs> entitlement Tuesdays yes yes. We're going to put, all right, hold up, shut up, bitch, shut up. We're going to put the toxic aside, even though these entitled women are indeed toxic. I am not going to use Toxic Tuesdays this week. I am going to use Entitlement Tuesdays. Although we're going to be talking about various subjects tonight, I just wanted to start off with a little teaser. Um, female entitlement. Matter of fact, I mentioned something yesterday on Facebook that I was supposed to talk about last night and I was supposed to get into the Jezebel spirit. I talked about this before, but Coach Greg Adams was one of the people who really cemented that idea. Like, I need to talk about the Jezebel spirit because a lot of women, if you know the history, and like I said, Coach Greg Adams did an excellent job bringing up the biblical origin and the woman known as Jezebel. A name and a reputation that was so bad, the Jezebel just being the representation of the evil, wicked woman. Her name is so, her name brings up so much negativity that there's not one person today as a mother that will name their child Jezebel. As CGA would say, and once again, shout out to Coach Greg Adams. You know, Jezebel was the first feminist. <laughs> I like that. But me personally, I always thought that Eve was the first feminist. You see, because Eve knew. And look, if you compare this to shit going on today, it's, it's simple. She knew that Adam would do what she said, even if it came at a cost. So she can act like she never knew about the apple, the forbidden fruit. And display it to Adam. And Adam will just take a bite of it. Because she was tricked by the serpent. The devil. The devil simply means deceiver. A devil is a deceiver. Right? And from that point, I believe that was the original uh, feminist. But, like, it's always a funny joke. It's a funny joke, but if you think about it, like, the simp being Adam was the create he was one of the first men
<clears throat> and it wasn't that maybe God had botched. I'm just saying, maybe the Lord botched on Adam a little bit because, you know, he gave in to temptation, right? Now you have men who will ignore, <coughs> excuse me. Now you got the women that will ignore the female entitlement. You know, the queens, the divas, the bosses, the boss bitches, the bad bitches. You know what I mean? Um, the, the, the idea is a woman, even though she'll act like the next, she'll copy and mimic the next woman, she will still try to carry herself like she's different from other women. That's why when it comes to a lot of content, women will will downplay women while trying to pedestalize themselves and say that I'm the exception of the rule. That's a negative. You see, like I said, what a bitch says, it, 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 it's nothing. What a bitch says compared to what a bitch does, it's literally night and day. That's why women have this thing called wanting good listeners. I want guys to really pay attention to what I'm about to say. They like what is called good listeners. And that is guys who just sit back, shut the fuck up, let a woman talk. Talk your fucking eardrum off if, you, if she lets you. If you let the bitch, she'll talk your eardrum off. And that is considered a skill to women. Oh, he's a good listener. He wasn't listening to you. He was just shutting up, probably looking at the nice blouse you probably have on, probably thinking about you butt-ass naked, but he knows he has to put in that work to obtain that. He knows it. He knows it. He gets it. Now, there's guys today who say, oh, so I have to listen to another woman's pointless fucking conversations about what she expects from a High value, man. Oh, I have to deal with another quote unquote queen talking about building an empire and this bitch, this bitch can't even get a job at McDonald's. <laughs> she has. And see, this is what women, they have too much of a facade of pride. It's not even real pride. It's the facade of the pride where women when you talk about feminism and conditional femininity, what you are pretty much addressing is the ability that a woman has to pick and choose when she wants to be masculine or display herself as masculine or be strong and independent, be super educated, which pretty much means po uh, problematic at best, terrible partners, um, just always wanting to be right having no self-accountability in whatever she does. You, you'll already understand by this point going forward, as a guy, like, this is, this is what it is. Now, women, women already say this. There's no reason for me to say it, but hey, there's exception to the rule. <coughs> Continue to go out there and simp 
for average dumpster, uh, fucking below average dumpster shaped bitches. Go ahead. Because that's all that's really out there. You know what I mean? For you. Shoot your shot. Go out there in public. Cold approach women. You know, give her compliments. You know, Valentine's Day, National Scent Day was last night. I'm sure a lot of you niggas was taking L's. <coughs> sure, a lot of you niggas was taking major L's. You know what I mean? <coughs> major fucking L's. <coughs> I'm blazing my L's and y'all taking y'all's. God damn. <coughs> oh, this blunt is laying me out, but I'm smoking the rest of this shit. Fuck that. Team Green Tea, you already know the vibes. This time we got uh <coughs> we got the gallon Turkey Hill Green Tea with ginseng and honey. That's been my little my little shtick for the for the past couple of months now. <coughs> but uh <coughs> woo! A woman knows, right? A woman knows that her entitlement can only get her so far. Because women are so used to expecting things, it becomes a major shock to these bitches where men want to start seeing receipts as well. You can't just... And see, this is the this is the funny thing. A man will never give a shit about your bank account. Because if a man's generally interested in you, whatever he has, you're going to have that. That comes with being the girlfriend. That comes with being the wife. Of course, the responsibilities of those two things are night and day. And the result of it's pretty much the same. It's women deciding that's not good enough. And they want to move on and have sex with a bunch of men. Now, the result of that will be a mass number of single mother uh, households continuing to grow. Or single motherhood in general, because most of these women still live with their mothers to begin with. So these are single mothers, nine times out of ten, and a single mother household. <coughs> you can't make this shit up. Then you'll have you'll have more simps in a lot of ways, because then you'll have more men who will participate in the national tryhard, uh, the the national uh, <laughs> the national tryhard. Um, The try hard marathon that these motherfuckers go on. And it's like, what ends up happening is that these women essentially create the same men that they despise. Look at this both ways. So a woman comes up, has sex with pretty much a Giga Chad or, you know, Cyber Thug, you know, a Tyrone. <clears throat> right and she she knows what she's doing it's it's terrible but she's came to the realization that all of her benefits and all of her problems will be taken care of as long as she has that baby so once once that became something easy for her to deal with it became and it's nothing personal against y'all. It's not that y'all say fuck the kid, but you don't you don't have 
the child's uh, safety and guidance in mind when you decide to be single mothers. That's the truth. And that's what's that's what our generation is going to continue to come up with. Products of single motherhood. While it used to be called single motherhood because, you know, it's single. Now it becomes choice moms. Because sure, I open my legs. Open my legs to a piece of shit guy who I always say isn't shit. But I'm going to still choose to raise him because I'm strong. I'm independent. I'm a choice mom. <laughs> These bitches be out of their goddamn minds, man. <clears throat> Get me out of their fucking minds most of the time. See, like, the reason why, the reason why women are put in um, such a bad position, right, for the most part, they've willingly signed up in a sense where they've signed up to be single mothers in the late 60s. Once the government programs came in and offered something where that where that father is no longer needed or even necessary, they can just throw him away. And they can create these women who would essentially be the enemy of the white man, but they were the ones that was getting a good amount of opportunity from the white man. Ain't that some shit? I can even attest from this because my... Uh, my great aunt, Mildred Loving, who has a documentary on Netflix and many documentaries about her experiences having a white husband during the time of uh, actually having the first interracial marriage within Virginia, I believe. Virginia or West Virginia, one of those areas. And that was a big deal, I think, 1967, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. <clears throat> but it's just, it's funny because if it was a black man and a white woman, that, that wouldn't have ended well. At that particular time, that wouldn't have ended well. But I think about shit like that. You know, it's always interesting. And you have the biggest critics, I've said this before, as a black man, for a lot of us who chose to uh, think outside of the box or, you know, cross certain boundaries that other people wouldn't cross, our our biggest detract uh, our, our biggest detractors and our our biggest critics are black women <clears throat> that's 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 the reality of it now i can say this openly because i don't feel any type of way <clears throat> i don't hate black women it's just i'm pointing out the reality a lot of guys like i said i i grew up I grew up just doing whatever the fuck I wanted to do. Uh, I started I started skateboarding at age 12, I think, 12 or 13. And, and was skateboarding until, until like 16, 17. During that time, also, I was doing martial arts. So I was really getting into shape, and I was really just around different people doing different things. And um, I can't really complain about my upbringing. But, <clears throat> of course, like most of us, we've, we've made a lot of decisions that we shouldn't have made. And we've dealt with the consequences. And in a lot of ways, on a subconscious level, we're still dealing with those consequences today. 
But anyway, we're going to move on to the next video, man. I'm, I'm throwing down some science. I'm, I'm throwing down some, you know, some 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 vocal hi hieroglyphics. Some, some vocal hieroglyphics right now for the people out there. Paint the picture, goddammit. Paint the picture. We still got other things to go on. We can start with something. Uh, this guy went on a news channel and just went in. Like, this guy's a complete savage. If he's not red pill, I don't really give a shit. <clears throat> he came in the first, but he just came in just, just swinging for the fences. Just massacring. Just, just completely massacring these, these innocent slash filthy slash attractive news anchor women. Now, for me growing up, I remember watching the news constantly. I used to I used to get I used to be so bad in school that my mom would drive me to Camden. Shout out to Camden, CMD. Yeah. By like the waterfront area. <clears throat> and I would go to my grandmom's house and my grandma was strict. Nine times out of ten, it don't matter what fucking time I get there. If I get there after 5.30 p.m., there's news on. I got to watch the news for like an hour and a half. Then it's like uh, Jeopardy. And then there was a couple of other, I forgot what else. Family Feud, I believe I've seen. I remember seeing a lot. And I couldn't touch the remote. I couldn't do shit. Grandma will fuck me up. God rest her soul. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful soul. At the time, I didn't give a shit. I didn't like my grandma. My grandma, I looked at my grandma as evil. Then as I gotten older, I did a lot of stupid, evil shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I needed that. I needed that wrath of grandma. That shit is like grandmoms, grandmothers for African-American men. And I say African-American facetiously, facetiously. I would typically say melanated men. And I will say it for now on. I'll say melanated instead of African-American. For, for melanated men who grown up around their grandmothers, these niggas know that the, the grandmom gives you gives you the fear of God, nigga. That's grandma brings out the fear of God in you. You feel me? Like that's that's what grandmoms do. We talking wooden spatulas, smacking niggas. She she like at that time you have to look at it like because of that type of discipline and because of that consideration that she had to discipline me because I did dumb retarded shit. That put me, I was more, I, I was just more, more thoughtful of what I did in the future because of that. You know what I'm saying? So during those times, like I said before the red pill, it wasn't like I was a loser because <clears throat> I wasn't. It was just, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily doing shit like I talked about this a couple of days ago. I talked about this a lot. For a lot of people who may listen to this and think, oh, well, he's full of himself. Like, absolutely not. I just been in those situations where, you know, I'm in, I'm, I'm with a group of people and people look at me as the top dog. I don't consider myself the top dog. I want everybody to, I want, I want everybody to essentially be top dogs without considering themselves that. See, that's the difference, in my opinion, between somebody who's quote-unquote alpha 
<clears throat> and like an alpha, <laughs> an alpha nine times out of ten will never use that term because it's in him. Like that's, I think I think Rolo Tomasi said this a couple times, and shout out to Rolo. Um, the alpha male never really has to express anything or any dominance, or he doesn't have to assign himself as the leader of shit. When he, when he steps into a room, he possesses that. And people notice, right? Versus someone who's uh, self-conscious. They're going in. They're either looking at everybody awkward or they're looking to the ground. And they're not giving direct eye contact. All these all these things that people will say, well, that's, that's PUA game. That's not no fucking... That's common fucking sense. It's common sense. There's no, there's nothing you, yeah, sure. You could use it to pick up women. Do I say that guys should just be going out here, going up to women, giving them fucking one-liners and cold approach? No, I've never been, I've never subscribed to that. Even when people that I, that I, that I listen to, <clears throat> Rolo Tomasi talks about spinning plates. I respectfully decline and respectfully disagree. But I won't say he's a fucking fraud because of that. Plus, this is a this is an old school red pill guy who's been in the fucking game, and I do mean game for the past twenty years. And to be respectful, he's only going off of what he knows, <clears throat> and I can respect that. There's a lot of valid points he makes, but like the alpha males, they don't, they're not the ones who are beating their chest everywhere they go. That's the costume alphas. They do that shit on camera and they do that for a cost. They have game for sale. You know, the genuine alpha males, you'll see them, they're out there. It's just, they're not as braggadocious as a lot of people think, right? If they're good at something, yeah, they'll tell you. They're they're pretty good at something. If they have skills, they'll tell you. But certain guys, it's all about performance. I can tell you everything. I can I can go through somebody else's book, take out take out a couple points, remake it, right? Remaster it, add my little spin on it. But I'm not doing shit like that. Because even even the times that I mentioned, uh. You know, other people's sayings and catchphrases, I always acknowledge the person. You feel me? It's not It's not worth going back and forth with somebody. Like, I talked about this shit, I think, earlier. It's not worth going back and forth with somebody. Um, if you disagree, then you can respectfully disagree. I, I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to point it out again because I find it interesting. <clears throat> <clears throat> On one end of the spectrum, you have Fresh and Fit with Tommy Sotomayor, Rolo Tomasi, um, Donovan Sharp. And then on the other end of the spectrum are more of the, I would say, free agent idea. You would have Hammerhand, Undead Chronic, Sandman, um, and a couple, uh, Turd Flinging Monkey, all these other guys. And there's... <clears throat> There's obviously a separation. There's ab there's obviously jabs. 
you know, a couple of verbal jabs here and there. And look, I look at it for me, to be honest, because I can be respectful and at the same time I can be direct. It's entertainment to me. Because if people are continuously saying shit about each other back and forth, then what else are you going to look at it as? These are, no disrespect, these are, in a lot of cases, uh, late late 30s to middle-aged white guys. These guys aren't going to meet up at the fucking park and box. It's not going to happen. So it really becomes just the bickering and the back and forth shit. That's why I found it interesting still. Fresh and Fit was, was really on Abba and Preach's heels. But Preach wanted the boxing match because I forgot who it was that disrespected his wife. But, you know, there's a boundary that you cross. You know, I guess if you look at it as a sport, it's more like gladiator shit, right? But at the same time, like, who? what are you doing it for? You see what I mean? Like, both parties could both parties could have a platform where they go back and forth for two hours and just throw it all out on, out there on the table, let the audience come in, let the audience participate, and let that be it. And then maybe with some resolve, there can be a collaboration down the line. See me, <clears throat> you gotta when you're when you're strategic, you gotta have. You have, you got to have strategy, not just for war. You got to have strategy for peace, too. It's not just about the war when it comes to the attack. It's the war when it comes to the restraint. Or it's the strategy when it comes to the restraint. It's knowing when to fall back just as much as it is going forward. It's about being on the defensive and carrying yourself also having the strategy of the offensive and when are you going to attack are you going to attack right away and be obvious or are you going to let some time go by and let and let the opponent and let the opposition get comfortable and then have the approach you can look at this in the same sense where it comes to plans when it comes to goals when it comes to obstacles trials and tribulations mistakes that become learning experiences like i said all this is going to be in the book <clears throat> that I'm doing, uh, the game of self-development. Like I said, it's it's kind of, it's a snarky, it's not really a jab, but it's kind of like, you know, a wink-wink at uh, the PUAs with the game of self-development. You know what I mean? So it's going to be an interesting uh, thing that I put together eventually when I have enough time. But speaking of time, we need to go into uh, this next fucking... Uh, this next video that we have where this news anchor comes in and he just starts frying these news anchor bitches. And he's talking about how Valentine's Day boys, uh, men should boycott Valentine's Day. And um, yeah, we're, we're just going to jump right into the fuckery. Commercial is forced. It's phony. Hold up, hold up, hold up. It's demanded. It's expected. It's contrived. It's commercial. It's forced. It's phony. Those are all good reasons for not doing it. Shout out the Beast Mode Smooth Reacts. Subscribe. My next guest says it is time to boycott Valentine's Day. Why? Because men spend twice as much on women as women spend on men, as it should be. Well, Mark Rudolph, the author of Man's. You see how these like 
unfunny, snarky, stupid bitches act. <clears throat> See, you can tell when a woman is triggered right away because she'll try to do something that's passive aggressive, but it just becomes aggressive because it's unnatural for a woman to be as unfunny and like she tried to be catty with it, like and it just didn't work out for her. You know what I mean? Like I think a lot of guys said this. And I'm going to reference other people just in case I catch fire for this. Um, Patrice O'Neill said it. Um, Hammerhand said it a couple times. And a couple, I think Opie and Anthony, shout out to Anthony Cumia. These bitches aren't funny. They're not funny. There's nothing funny about these women. They're just, they're barely entertaining. They're barely a they're 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 barely like manageable. Most of these women, let alone being around with them and going through the first two weeks of you just trying to get into the fucking draws, essentially. Then in the process of doing all that, you find out that you wasted your time getting to know a chick that you generally didn't want to know to begin with, and a chick you just wanted to smash. Then all these thirsty ass bitches come back for Valentine's Day when it just so happens where men spend twice as money, twice as the amount that this motherfucking stupid hole will spend. Let's go. Let's play this back again. Let's listen to the hole again. It's demanded. It's expected. It's contrived. It's commercial. It's forced. It's phony. Those are all good reasons for not doing it. Next guest says it is time to boycott Valentine's Day. Why? Because men spend twice as much on women as women spend on men, as it should be. Well, Mark Rudolph, the author of Man's No-Nonsense Guide to Women, is here to take on him, is Tanya Acker. And Mark, you say men should keep their wallets closed this Valentine's Day. Why? Well, first of the thing, Terry, you just right off the bat, you said as it should be that men should spend twice as much as, as women. There you go. You just gave a good reason. Look, Valentine's Day is all about her. That's the first mm -hmm. reason men should boycott it. The second is that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's pretty much what she's saying. She doesn't she can't do that because, see, white bitches, see, white bitches are very vindictive. But they have the appearance of not being like you like for a lot of guys who never dated white chicks. Right. They can they can appear to be very innocent. They can appear to be affectionate. They can appear to be um, very passionate when it comes to you and into the things you want at first. At first, they appear this way and they do so for for a reason, I think. They, they want to see, I think a lot of these women just want to see how you react when they become their real selves. And I've seen, I've seen this type of behavior on, on multiple occasions where you're getting, you're, you're in that stage of quote unquote, getting to know a woman and she appears to be a way that she isn't. And it kind of lures you in, especially if you're a simp or if you're a guy who's who's not as strong-minded as you may think. Then you deal with these bitches that we've talked about for the past couple of days. These bitches end up having five to seven fucking kids. And it's like, well, what the fuck? 
what what's this all about? And she actually feels she still feels entitled, hence entitlement Tuesday. She still feels entitled to a man with five to seven kids being as problematic and as ratchet as possible. And these are the same women, like I said, they come creeping back when it's time for Valentine's Day. It's expected generosity, which is not only oxymoronic, it's moronic. You know, it's demanded, it's expected, it's contrived, it's commercial, it's forced, it's phony. Those are all good reasons for not doing it. You know, there's a double standard. <laughs> As a woman, like, is he spitting facts or is there uh, some holes in his argument? I think I do agree with him that it is commercialized way too much like having to buy all these expensive gifts that are marketed towards Valentine's Day like to buy for the like your girl and whatever right mm -hmm. it's too much and there's so much pressure on guys to be buying these expensive gifts mm -hmm. for Valentine's Day on yep. top of your birthday and Christmas and all that kind of stuff like yep. it gets expensive women love to be capitalists at work and socialists in their social lives and what This man said, and this is the gospel. This nigga spitting facts. He's spitting facts. We know this. This nigga said women want to be capitalist at the workplace, but socialist when it comes to personal relationships and pretty much interactions with men. And it makes perfect sense because on one narrative, you have the strong and independent, a.k.a problematic at best and weak and then you'll have the thoughts who they'll sport fuck they think by sport fucking they can find a guy who can benefit them in the long run and it usually never works out for these bitches what he's saying is spot on the two pillars of socialism entitlements and redistribution of wealth from men to women. So this is now, you're going, to hear, you're going to hear an outburst. You're going to hear an outburst from Tanya. And so when you hear this outburst, you'll know why men go along with Valentine's Okay, Day let's hear it then, Tanya, go, the Tanya. I, I don't know if this is an outburst. I'm just wondering, Mark, who broke your heart uh, so terribly that you've gone to this dark place? Shame, guilt, insult need to... Glad he said it. Shaming language one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, a lot of people have made videos connected to shaming language. And I and I only talk about it when it's actually presented. That's the perfect... That is the perfect example of shaming language 101. Be right. Like, why is it that every time a man disagrees with a woman in 2022, who hurt you? Who did you wrong? Who yeah. did you dirty? Like, like what? That's been going on, sir. Well, then again, I would say you wouldn't, you would know that, but you're in a relationship. So it would kind of make sense why you probably wouldn't think that that's been going on, but that's been going on. It's the same thing as a woman who will tell you not to ask her personal questions. Meanwhile, she asks you what kind of car you drive and what you do for a living. Hmm. Why can't we just have a disagreement? I voice my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. Along with logic and facts. And you voice your opinion with your feelings. And, you know, we come to an agreement somehow, right? So. I mean, in a perfect world, that would make sense. 
Because, like I said, a lot of people say this. A man and a woman are better off together than apart. That is true. It's just what I always point out is that men are capable of going their own way and women aren't. Women will always have to chase the man or chase the body in order to chase the bag. That's why when a woman says that she's a go-getter and all this shit and she's about the bag, to me, it represents a possible prostitute. Possibly. Because, look, the only way that I can logically say, oh, okay, that's what's up, is if you already have that. Like, if you, in the same way that a woman expects, we a woman doesn't expect a guy who's telling you she's going to, he's going to be high value. A woman doesn't want a guy who's going to tell her she, he is about to be high value. See what I mean? They want to see the whole thing. They want to see the finished product. Meanwhile, these bitches are, are are barely even manageable as partners, let alone candidates for relationships. That's just that's just the end of it, really. But once again, female the female entitlement and validation when it comes to Valentine's Day and other things, it's detrimental to men. Because men in the long run are the ones who, who generally get nothing. They most they get something out of relationships, which is just basic sex after a while. But then that man also has to realize that there's a possibility that she's already scoping possible candidates or she's probably already sleeping around behind you. Because the women today aren't really taught commitment. They're not taught they're not really taught commitment. They have to learn that in the long run. They learned that after being like smuts for 10 years. Then you want to be committed. Fuck out of here. Like, why is it like that? So I think the reason why it's like that is, let's say if you've, let's say you've done these acts of like giving gifts on Valentine's Day and it's been received well and you've also received a gift and like it was reciprocal, Mm -hmm. the men and women both get a gift, right? And it worked out very well, no one would have an issue. Right. I think in this experience is because men are, there's a lot of pressure and there's there's a lot of negativity that's around that. So if you've given a gift to a woman and she's expecting more or like she's expecting things of you and it's all negative, mm-hmm. then it's gonna have a bad experience. Yeah, that's but- where it comes. You stink. You on that PCP shit? So only thing I can think about when it comes to these bitches. So, like, let me just explain something. So, I used to say two years ago that Valentine's Day is more for people who are already in relationships. And I would say a relationship, it, just to cut some slack of how realistic shit is today, I would say a relationship over six months is like something, at least. It's nothing special. But it's something, right? It's continuity. It's consistency. It's it's something there. Okay, Valentine's Day, that's whatever you do. I aim Valentine's Day for simps because simps are the ones who try to ease their way in with the gifts and all these things, the flowers. You see the memes, the dumpsters that the dumpster that has the flower and shit in there and the card. Women are cruel like that. And that's and and see that's what I want to point out. It's not really about 
vilifying women because toxic femininity is out there just as much as they claim uh, um, toxic femininity is out there as much as they claim toxic masculinity is out. But it's more prevalent today with modern women because we are actually hearing the expectations. We're seeing and hearing the entitlement. And a lot of us communicate and actually have to deal with these women on a daily basis. But like he said, right, women don't need men until until you buy them something until you buy them something or that bill comes or there's some kind of some type of a monetary gain behind it. Okay, so for that should be the end of conversation. See, it goes just as far as a woman taking her clothes off for OnlyFans. Now she's getting money. Cool. That the money. See, a lot of women are different, and this is how I'll say it. Some women, they don't necessarily mind the OnlyFans attention. They enjoy the dopamine hits. They enjoy the instant validation, and that validation for her includes and pretty much is substituted by monetary gain. So you are telling women that they can take their clothes off, sexualize themselves, which is something that they'll get triggered if another guy does, but they can do it themselves for monetary gain and feel at the same time empowered and feel that they're strong and independent. You can't make this shit up. For example, if you had a woman and you took her on a date and it ended up going well for you, like she wanted to be your girlfriend and whatever, then it worked out well. You don't have a bad experience. Like that mm-hmm. was that was the perfect scenario that could have happened, right? The money that you put in, she ended up actually working out. Yeah, but, but it's not the just the girlfriend's status though. It's also getting laid as well, right? I mean, that's, that's obviously <laughs> with the girlfriend's status, like obviously, uh, but like some guys, some know. guys right now in a, in a relationship and their girlfriend ain't ain't putting up. But let's say. Starfish sex. See, these <laughs> Yeah, these women, I'm telling you. See, these bitches, and see, I say this wholeheartedly because I dealt with bitches who've put their pussy on a pedestal. And if you think about it with the Austria D theory when it comes to women and the connection to prostitution, when it comes to validation and attention, the same level of the same level of validation a woman gets on a stripper pole. A guy on the outskirts will look and say, well, that woman's trashy. But in her mind, she has control of the room. She has control over the men. She has the possession and the money of the men. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. So from a man's perspective, it's the same thing with women. right? Women will go, well, these guys are losers. These guys are just showing up for me and my friends to take their clothes off and they're throwing their money. But in that guy's mind, it's like, man, these bitches are broken, but I'd smash because that's all these bitches are good for when it comes to strippers. At least I'm just saying, why, why the fuck would you wife a strip like porn stars? For example, there will still be men that will marry porn stars. Now, me personally, I already say that there's certain porn stars that I I don't necessarily have a problem with, right? But even like, let's say, let's say you run into a bitch who does lesbian porn. 
And it's like she tells you, I do porn, but it's only girl on girl shit. Even though guys will pretend to be righteous and shit, like, no, that's wrong. All right, nigga. A lot of y'all niggas will throw everything away. Y'all throw away the whole MGTOW, red pill shit. Y'all go right back into the game. If you know you're dealing with a female porn star that does girl on girl shit. Because then in your mind, because we're all predators. Most men are just complete vicious predators. And I'm not Hillary Clinton. I'm a black man and I'm saying this. Most men, men are territorial, but females are predatory. With females, their way of manipulating is almost in the same strength that a man has physically. But their mind games and the psychological warfare that they play on men, it's it's tactical. I got to give them that. It's very tactical. I, I really have to give them that. But with all that being said, most of these bitches, when it comes down to like, okay, like when does a woman say, now it's time for a relationship. That's what I want to know. And I don't want to hear 30 because I know there's women who felt that way earlier and then got in a relationship, got their heart broken, and then became just official thoughts. See, the funny thing about women, and see, this is this goes back to the woman's emotions. The first thing she's going to say is, have you been hurt? What, what, what have you been hurt? And then most of these women go around sucking dicks and fucking guys because they've been hurt by niggas who ain't shit can't make this shit up these bitches are fucking mental these women are fucking mental and sometimes like i i can only look at it i look at it just i look at it more through a bigger lens it's it's not that much has changed with me it's just i began to recognize shit that i just skimmed along past in my day-to-day life or just interacting with women. You know what I mean? Even with things going on in the manosphere, like I pointed out earlier. You got all these groups now. And it's not to say that they, they just formed. It, it's just a coincidence, I guess, that one side of the manosphere, which would be specifically, I would say, red pill light content creators. And the reason why I call them red pill light is... When you get to the mainstream, dude, you get watered down. Everybody knows this. So me, honestly, I was a little upset with how uh, Donovan Sharp did the episode when it came to um, is the red pill going mainstream. And from there, people, a lot of people said that, no, we're not, and it shouldn't. Because of the obvious reasons, it will be nothing but a smear campaign and it will make Red Pill look like a bunch of toxic, masculine, or it's either guys who are just toxic masculinity representations or it's guys who are true force loneliness representations or Black Pill representations or Elliot uh, Elliot Roger representations, okay? That's the obvious. That's what would happen. But... Like I said before, fresh and fit. Now you have Kevin Samuels with the with the small uh, conversation with Nicki Minaj that was obviously planned, but we're not going to go over that. They're starting to reach that level, and a lot of people are upset. Now, in a way, I can understand it because fresh and fit, if you ask me, 
Do they acknowledge the manosphere? Yes, they have to now. Do they acknowledge the red pill? Yes, they have to now. When you have Rolo Tomasi or when you have somebody like Donovan Sharp or if you have these other guys who are on here, you're, it's going gonna, it's gonna to stick to you. So now I think they're just taking that and really running with it, as they should. I'm not against Fresh and Fit. I just feel that there's a lot of things they say that's meaningful, but there's also a lot of bullshit that was that that was going on in the past that I pointed out. And I would do that with any other content creator who who's at that particular level. It's like I I have I have bones to pick with everybody, and I think it should be like that. I just don't use it to attack them. I just say that certain things is interesting. Like when you, I don't give myself a moniker or like, I don't give myself a title. When you have guys like, shout out to Tommy Sotomayor, you know what I mean? I would say one of the pioneers, one of the silent secretive pioneers of uh, the red pill are a form of information that's connected to the manosphere. I'll just say, um, if you call yourself the king of controversy, right? Should you, should you really be surprised if 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 people come and start shit? People want to do this and that. You you say you're the king of controversy. So I'm really a person who believes in titles. Like if you if you give yourself a label a label, you have to be willing to represent that and stand on that. You know what I mean? It's not just the label itself. It's what goes along with it. So, like, for example, Rolo Tomasi or, or Kevin Samuels, two people who've acknowledged themselves now in a jokingly fashion, but still, nevertheless, acknowledge themselves as the godfather. Now, you know what you're pretty much doing at that point. You're rattling the cages. You're getting all the animals riled up. So when that cage opens and they come at your fucking jugular, you should pretty much be aware and, and and pretty much come to an understanding that that was bound to happen. With that being said, it's it's never cool to be a person who's even viewed as a hater. Even though you're not hating, you're just a person who just dislikes somebody or you dislike somebody's content or you don't agree with their message. You never want to put yourself out there as a possible hater. Because it'll be the best rebuttal that somebody has, especially if it's somebody you don't know personally. You can dis I can disagree with everybody that I've just mentioned, but since I don't know them personally, what the fuck does it, what, what point does it make for me to try to slander them? Certain people deserve it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be hypocritical. Certain people do deserve that. Because a lot of their information is wacky. They're really not on point with what they talk about. And it becomes just the opportunity to sell merchandise. I, I do believe a lot of those people need to be pointed out. I'm glad that there's other people pointing them out. Because I, I'm not really trying to be that guy. But I do feel like my sector in this whole thing is just the awareness and self-development. And just being aware of the nature of women. Besides that, I will dive into a lot of articles uh, connected to the MGTOW community. 
the mindset, and really going forward, just trying to be a beacon within the manosphere, where it's like I'm going, I'm going to acknowledge the people that I enjoy, and these are a lot of these people that I mentioned, like I said before, are bitter, are bitter enemies of one another. Do I give a fuck? No, because I don't know these people personally, and if I did. I obviously wouldn't be the person that will just sit here and talk about it. I would try to intervene. I was bringing this shit up for the past two months. The division, the divide was already taking place as I was mentioning it, but I knew it was going to come to this point. Anyway, let's get back to this fucking, this dragged out fucking article. You had a negative experience where you've given a gift to a woman and it didn't work out the way you thought. Like you, she didn't give up, give give you some, or she didn't ever text you back or whatever. Then you have a salty taste in your mouth, being like, like women don't deserve this and whatever. So if you have a lot of those bad experiences, then it could lead to women saying like, "Who hurt you?" You know what I'm saying? But the other aspect is, it's a cop out. She's not going to say it because she's a woman, understandably, respectfully speaking. She's a woman, so she's not going to point out. When women... See, like, it, it goes back to, like, the dinner whores. Like, you know, uh, what 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 does better bastard call it? Um, fuck. It's not dinner whores. He calls it something... Oh, foodie calls. <laughs> foodie calls. When you have chicks who consider themselves foodie calls and she will contact men just for free meal and free validation and she knows in her mind and in her heart and spirit that she's doing nothing to that man when does when does she become accountable for her actions or does she just automatically expect it through her entitlement i'm just wondering let's say we're dating and we haven't done anything physically Valentine's Day rolls around, I'm still on the hook to give you something, regardless of if you have that girlfriend status or not. Um, I think that's kind of weird. Like, so I don't know, are girls... He's incorrect. I mean, for a guy, guys feel that way, sure. Guys feel that, and this is what I brought up earlier. I used to feel that Valentine's Day was for relationships that were over six months, right? But let's say you're... Let's say... Let's say you're you're starting off real slow and you're like two months into it. You're two months into the relationship, right? And you've taken this woman out several times. You've already established that you guys want to be a couple or whatever. So y'all go through this whole process. She's not giving up nothing. She's not even giving you a hand job. But Valentine's Day comes up. Keep in mind, this is two, two and a half months after y'all are in a relationship. I feel that the guy has no responsibility in her whatsoever when it comes to Valentine's Day. I'm, I'm just going to throw that out there. Buy a bitch a card. That's it. What, what else? See, she hasn't. And, and this goes back to where women expect too much and offer too little. You'll have a bitch that wants a gift two months after meeting a bitch. Like, I don't even know anything about your family yet. These bitches need to go somewhere. Asking for Valentine's gifts from guys that they're just talking to. Yes. No, that's not right. I think Hell that's only yeah. reserved. Okay. And they're asking it from multiple 
men. It's not just one guy. Relax. Okay. So if you're going the right way about it, this is the person that you're in a committed relationship with mm -hmm. or you're married or something. You know what I mean? It's more serious than that. Don't be asking men like who you're just like getting what, to know. That's what women do. They're, they're, they're opportunists. Not all, not all, Yeah, but, okay. but they're, they're opportunists in today's society, right? But if you haven't been with that guy for that long and you're asking for a Birkin bag and it comes, like you've been talking to it for a month and then Valentine's Day rolls around. Yes. And then a, <laughs> that's nah, what they do. Chill on that. <laughs> No, that's, that is so disrespectful to be expecting that from somebody. That means they're just strictly trying to use you. Yes. And, and it's, it's not just one guy. It's multiple. I like this channel for a, a lot of reasons. Number one, they're not what you would consider red pill wear at all. They just know, and they have, I would say the guy, the man in that relationship, and by the way, they are a couple. The guy has more, I think, of an understanding of what's going on, but he doesn't really know because he's been in a relationship. She's the same way, except she's a woman. So she's still going to have that womanly reaction to a lot of things. And I think that's a good chemistry with those two. But at the same time, what it boils down to with guys and Valentine's Day is you have to get over that belief that it's your responsibility to do something for the bitch you really have to you you have to really snap out of that mentality because what happens is you'll put women who don't deserve your time and attention on pedestals you gotta stop putting the pussy on the pedestal gentlemen all right guys right like I mean, come on, we, we do know, these videos, know, right? Like, There's women that have women, right? like, 20, 30, 40 options to choose from. I mean, uh, you know, is chivalry that dead? Is it that it's, it's awful completely to do dead. something nice? Is it that chivalry, awful to do something nice is, for somebody chivalry, who you, who you Tanya, care about? Chivalry, Tanya, chivalry is benevolent sexism, which is BS. <laughs> Well, I would actually happen to disagree with you as a feminist, as an independent woman, as somebody who... It was gonna come out, bro. You niggas know who these bitches are. Don't be shocked and surprised. She's a feminazi, of course she is. But if you're strong and independent, why do you give a fuck about the topic? Like, think of like think of the logic. This goes back to feminism. Feminism is a is a group of brute-like bitches who want to be as masculine as men but yet have conditional femininity. That's what they are. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less. When they talk about equality, that equals female dominance. <laughs> that is a fucking fact. I'm tired of hearing the BS because it's on both sides. See, dudes, they're going to cuck regardless. They're, they're having a cuckathon. You know what I mean? They're out here cucking for my lady. They're out here performing the chivalrous acts that these bitches genuinely despise. They despise these acts from those men. Keep in mind, they still want that, but they want that from chads and they want that. They want that from the athletes. They don't want that from the geeks. So a lot of you guys need to cut that shit out because you guys are just and see valentine's day regardless of who you are as a man it is a representation of that when it comes to you when you go out 
And you and you and see this is the thing with guys. We'll treat bitches who we know aren't shit like somebody that they aren't. We'll treat women who are shit like queens. We we do this. Why why do you think so many of us talk about the women being gods and queens and goddesses and mother earths? If guys were such terrible fucking people, why is there still a large troubling large percentage of men still talking like this when it comes to these funky ass bitches fuck these feminists it supports myself and has uh for my whole life i think it's actually nice when a man opens a door or uh sends a box of chocolate and by the way you say that this this holiday is all for women uh, i yes. think most men would tend to disagree i think that when most, most men, men would are, not disagree i think when men i think when men are gifting their ladies with pricey lingerie that's not just for the ladies like that's you see what she did there D did you guys pay attention to that did you because remember, she's still a feminist. She's still strong and independent, but she still wants lingerie, right? She still wants gifts, right? Strong and independent, she still wants gifts. You're, the guy's not getting shit out of that. Oh, yeah, you're getting pussy that you've already been getting beforehand. Whoop-de-fucking-do. And if you're a guy who's trying to get some pussy and you're trying to go through and do all these stunts and maneuvers, if you get fucking... See, a lot of these guys were taking L's last night. They were taking L's back to back. Tango down. They were taking L's back to back. We, we couldn't help it. Tango down. We need a medic. <laughs> we need an evac immediately. We need evac immediately, right? A lot of guys were just taking L's back to back because <sighs> you fell for the lies that these women... And it's not just women per se, but they're part of it. They're part of the scheme. But it's also society in the way that Valentine's Day is marketed. And it's also based on the fact that women are the mass consumers. And it's also based on the fact that a lot of these women subscribe and they buy into the same bullshit. Women have always been getting the most benefits out of anything that involves a man. I want women to pay attention. You get the benefit out of everything that involves a man. If you get into a relationship nine times out of ten, you're going to be leaving with more gifts than that motherfucker's leaving. He's leaving in debt. He's leaving knowing that you were a fucking burden the whole time. And all of those gifts, the jackets, the coats, the jewelry, you keep all that shit and you go your merry little way. You see that? You so-called strong and independent bitches need men. You need men. You need, you absolutely need men and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Just don't be a cunt. Don't be a cunt about it. Like the, the whole high value man shit, like that shit is, it's not that it's played out because it's going to continue, but it's like, it is a broken record and it is from mediocre, lower, mediocre and lower, lower than type bitches. And it, it's comical at this point. But something has to end. And feminazis need to be destroyed. Their, their empire needs to be burned to the ground.
something that people can uh, it's something that people can enjoy mutually i'm sorry that you don't seem to be enjoying she it. has a point you, mark if you watch tv if you watch tv you will see that all the commercials are aimed at men you have jewelry commercials you have vermont teddy bears you have pajama so brands like all telling men what gifts? to buy women so you feel like you don't get enough gifts Is that what if he said yes would, would he be wrong for saying that are these women serious? Would like think about it. If he were to just sat there for for two seconds and say, you know that now that you mentioned it, yeah. Men, we don't get enough appreciation. We don't get enough gifts. We don't get enough consideration from women. What if he said yes? What what would you say then? What what would be the next sort of sneaky sort of remark or what would be the next form of shaming language that you use after that what it is do you want more Tanya, come on everything you buy for valentine's day is overpriced and men you know when you're receiving a present on valentine's day you know the man is feeling forced to give it to you so it's Should not really romantic christmas too do you want to cancel christmas as well because prices go up around christmas as well i mean do you I want to cancel we're talking i always said yeah yes I believe that there should be, and this sounds crazy, but there should be a law that's in place where unless the man and the woman are in a two-plus-year relationship, that man should not feel entitled to buy you any exclusive gifts besides taking you out on dates and occasional you know, birthday activities. Other than that, I think after two years of a relationship, then that should be an option. When these broken, bitter, SoCal, SnowCal, fat, um, Bigfoot-shaped bitches come out of nowhere and talk about they need to be pampered, they need to be spoiled. These fat, disgusting hoes talk about they need Birkin bags. Bitch, you need to get in the shape. What the fuck is wrong with you? What what is wrong with what's wrong with men? How about that? Hmm? When have we just sat back and just excused this type of behavior? We just sat back and said, "Yeah, we know these bitches are doing this, but hey, all right. See, a guy can go his own way. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that he's exempt from talking about these subjects." A guy can be red pill. A guy can be focused on himself and his purpose, but it doesn't mean he's exempt from having these conversations and discussions. Y'all not gonna put me in no fucking box. Nobody. Nobody. My voice and my product is not for sale. So I, whatever I choose to talk about is what I talk about. Shit, I may talk about MGTOW-related topics for the rest of the week. Just because I can. I'm not restricted to one particular audience. I don't single myself out because I'm a dark-skinned, melanated American. I'm not I'm not gonna do that. There's enough, there's enough niggas already doing it. I'm not the kumbaya motherfucker either, so I'm very realistic. There's people I vibe with, and those people don't have to be my skin color. But that doesn't mean, in, in, in a sense, what it doesn't mean is I, I, don't, I don't war over race. That's why a lot of people 
And you still have a lot of people who talk about it. The Israelites, they talk about it. A lot of these other uh, sort of racial groups, they talk about it where, oh, the race war is coming. That's because they want it to come. I think there's enough people who have common sense and, and, and come to a realization that, you know, a war with race is it's like idiotic at this point. I think we've been around each other enough to tolerate. I, I don't want to see white people die. I, I, I personally don't. Now, if these are white supremacist, skinhead, Nazi, uh, Nazi Germany, Krauts, goose walking type of guys, uh, you know, I'm, I may change my mind. I may, but for the most part, I don't, I don't look at, I don't look at race as a, as a division. I think gender at this point has became a division, but I think that's set by design. I think it was more marketable for the government to have programs that separated families than bring them together. What about okay. Valentine's oh, what Day, about, Tanya? What about Easter? Look, Valentine's Day Tanya, is one month. I'm not going to disagree with you. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you that, yes, it's become a commercial holiday. Now, having said that, it's one time a year that we set aside to acknowledge some romance in our yeah. lives. And what's and wrong with that, Mark? That's interesting. Hmm. That one time a year to display romance... It's it's funny that that one time a year that that woman that she just said displays romance is the time that she actually gets gifts and she actually gets payment for that romance. I would say this. Women are temporary prostitutes on Valentine's Day. They now don't get me wrong. It's not that they're necessarily fucking for money because most of these women, they'll just get the validation and attention and then leave the guy stranded. So that's not really what I mean by prostitution. It's just that what she wants comes at a cost and she expects men to have that and expect men to facilitate it. Because if men were to walk away from this shit, these bitches would be in shambles. Only getting romance. If you're only it? getting romance one day a year, you're not attracting very nice I should men. Hope not. I, well, I didn't say I'm only getting it once a year. If you're getting romance, you know what? If you're getting not. romance three, if you're getting romance every day of the year, Tanya, then February 14th is not going to mean anything. It's to nice you. to have it. Okay, like there has to be balance. So right. I think with that, I totally do agree. Should well, not just be the one day. I mean, but. she's she's making the lingerie argument to strengthen why men should spend money. They but can the, do that any time of year, though. Right. It doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. But the reality it. is. February 14th is commercialized yes. for women to receive gifts and for men to spend on women, period. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's the end of the story. That's the end. That's the end. Simple and plain, gentlemen. Now, I know I should have played this last night, but last night was kind of a weird day. Today is still the same weird type of day, but at least I am ahead of schedule. We are just about shy of an hour and 30 minutes in. We got another hour or so to go in. And we're going to do so. But I want to point a couple things out. I can be honest with women. I can be honest with men. I can be honest in general. Because I feel, and I know as a man I shouldn't say this. I shouldn't feel as much. But I'm just going to be honest. I think because I feel most relationships are established by just materialism 
are just sexualized women who won't admit that they're sexualized themselves. I think because of that, I place like Valentine's Day and I place things of that nature on such a low level. And I say this wholeheartedly to say that I I don't, it's not that, it's not a personal beef with modern women as much as women may think. It's more of a beef with feminazis, like that bitch, who believes that a lot of these things should just be handed to her. She's a woman. She feels entitled. That's the end of the story for women. And they'll go back and forth, even though if you bring up valid points, even if you make valid statements, they're not going to acknowledge it. They're going to place blame on you. They're going to use shaming tactics. They're going to make you seem like the unstable, crazy, um, insecure man. That's that's the tactic that women use. And it, it doesn't it really doesn't get old because they do it in creative ways. It's just it just displays the true weakness of a woman. When a woman is faced with logic, especially logic coming from a man, especially logic coming from a man that she initially disagrees with, she's not going to acknowledge anything positive that that he says. Not 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 right away at least. It's just not going to happen. Uh self-entitled women get humbled. Now, self-entitlement amongst modern-day women is at an all-time high. Luckily, we're seeing more and more men stand up to this and putting women in place. Take a look at this clip. I don't want, I need respect, okay. compatibility, a good personality that I vibe with, um, honesty, communication. Like, there's a whole list of things that I need. Like, I don't want them, I need them, because I'm not going to settle. Mm. So exactly. it's just like, I'm not going to settle for some shit. Like, no, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to sit around and be treated like not what I am, and queen. So it's just why like, do you think you deserve so much? Podcast. Why do you think you deserve so much? It's That's what I want to know. Every girl deserves to be treated just like a queen. Yes. That is bullshit. Wait, but why? 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 Is get money type because so, we're in your you're in your twenties. I get that, but when we're talking about real shit, you know, a woman makes a house a home. We should be loved and adored. While you go out, all right. There's a lot that I need to address. I do kind of want to play that back, but there's too much of like the beginning, and I gotta find out who this content creator is so I can shout him out. Um, I will point something out that's, that is obvious that a lot of people will not point out because they may dislike these individuals or they may find them to be frauds and we're talking about fresh and fit. Low key, they've created an avenue that everybody is taking right now. They've created a platform that involves their set. It's very unique because they tend to have a lot of different type of women on who will simply expose themselves as being money-hungry whores and, and just being thoughts, right? So other guys, and these are the same, and see, this is what pisses me off about a lot of these dudes. These are the same guys who will say that these other dudes are fresh and fraud, right? Yet, they're the same people who are using the same methods, 
they have the show now where they have three bimbos and them two going, and then you have the guy who's trying to control the narrative the same way that Myron is. It's kind of catty at this point. You know, if you're going to dislike somebody, at, at least, like, don't don't copy their shit if you dislike them. That's just my whole thing. Like, it, it's kind of bad. And it's a simple entitlement, nothing, nothing major. It's just things that I want to point out. Where women women fail at logic. I've always said this. Women fail at logic. They can't tell you why they deserve to be queens, but when they're asked directly, she'll take the position of women. They'll go back and forth. They'll go, because women deserve to be treated. Nah. Why? Give an explanation. Cause that's a strong thing to say that all women deserve to be deserve to be treated like queens. Like, come on. We need reason behind it. And get your money, right? You want it the traditional way. Oh, by the way, something else I want to point out. She said that, of course, in your 20s, you're on some fuck some fuck bitches and get money shit. And she understands because he's in his 20s. But if she's in her 20s, she should have been on that traditional manhunt that she's talking about today. Because how she's talking, I guarantee you she's in her 30s because she already talked down to the men in a sense and said, well, because you're in your 20s, of course, you're going to think that way. And this is how these women sort of they make these weird, like backhanded compliments, I guess, because why would you be offended as a man? Right. I'm, I'm offended that you say I'm about fuck bitches, get money at 20s. I mean, I wish I could go back to my 20s. I would have that mindset. Because most of these women aren't worth the time and the fucking communication. I, I just, I, I, I just want, I, I just want, want to know actually, why, why everyone, like girls, hold themselves. They think they're on this pedestal where they think they're like, oh, you have to earn me. You have to earn me. Like, like you got to work for it. Now I like this clip because it just shows you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be disrespectful to put a woman in place. You can still tell her how it is without being an asshole. Problem is, no matter how many times you tell some of these women, they're never gonna listen. They'll. And that's why God has brought me into this fear, this manosphere, with the care and consideration of not, not, not really, just, just no care and no consideration. That's where I have to come in. See, you, you can be, you can, yeah, sure, this guy did it. He handled it in his way. But there's a lot of guys who aren't putting up with it. You can't you can't expect to treat guys like shit and then that guy is constructive with his response. You're dealing with a lot of men today who are getting tired of the BS. They're getting tired of the entitled women. They're getting tired of just this this mindset of where a woman, like I said before, she can live in a fantasy land. And, and essentially women are kids when it comes to that because they have this unrealistic expectation when it comes to men. They have this unrealistic, uh, un, unrealistic expectation when it comes to money, and they have no fucking skill, trade, or ability to save money. That's the truth. 
always gonna think like this. It's almost ingrained into their brains now. Like he just said, what value do you provide? What do you give me in a relationship? I'm supposed to give everything. You're supposed to take everything and I get nothing in return. It just don't work like that. It used to, but now men are smartening up. They're not taking that shit no more. See, women say that we objectify them, but I feel like women are looking at us like objects. We're just seen as a cash point, that we're not seen as someone that they actually want to be with. Take a look at it. What have I been saying? For, for a while now, D&W, women look at, women essentially look at men today as dick and wallets. <laughs> Haven't I been saying that? Haven't I been saying that in a response to women being sexualized because a lot of them choose to sexualize themselves, they have essentially a sexualized men or objectified men to either being dicks or wallets. <laughs> AKA alpha fucks, beta bucks. Come on, man. I feel like a man is supposed to provide, though. Like, that's what you are. You're supposed to be my provider. You're my, you're the man okay. paying the bill. And I'm home taking care of. But with that money. Taking care of. The man is supposed to provide. That is what you are. That is what you are as a man to your woman. That's pretty sad. And it's pretty. That's the reality, buddy. <laughs> Dick and wallets. Alpha fucks, beta bucks. Now, what she won't tell you is that before she came to that conclusion, she was around fucking anything and everything available. See, she needed to ride the cop carousel to come to some fucking worthy conclusion that she deserves to be treated like a wife and she deserves to find a man who is a man and who's willing to provide. It's usually too late. We are not your father. Men don't want to get in relationships just to give people money and look after someone. And this is what makes me laugh when they say women suffer a lot more than men in the Western world because it, I don't really see it like that. I think women suffer as well. But we have a lot more pressure on our shoulders to be some. There you go. See, if anybody would be entitled, if anybody should have any entitled, and this is just my opinion, hear me out, men should be more entitled. The reason why men should be more entitled because men take on most of the responsibility. Men are the ones providing the most gifts. Men are the ones providing the most time. Men should be entitled. Why is it so bad? And I'm not saying that we're all kings. I'm not ever going to use that term. That's fucking stupid to me. Oh, but we came from ancestry of kings. But look at us now. We're fucking peasants. Stop, 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 stop using that narrative. We, I know it's Black History Month. But put down the fucking sugary Kool-Aid for a little bit. How about that? See, this always, this always goes back to what I talk about. Men suffer in silence. So you're not going to hear a lot of men talk about these things that we go through dealing with a lot of these women. Now it's becoming more and more of a trend. There's more people participating. There's more people subscribing. There's more people viewing. There's more people listening. But at the same time, those people, very few of those people are going to speak up. Men suffer in silence. Women suffer in surround sound. Their trials and tribulations are displayed on social media, YouTube, and anything that involves video on a fucking hourly basis. 
and from being in society. The era of the patriarchy, which is a, a system of male dominance of society. Yeah, but that's not my sense of the patriarchy. So what's, what's yours? Well, in what sense is our society male-dominated? Uh, the fact that the vast majority of wealth is owned by men, the vast majority of capital and is owned by men. Women do more unpaid labour. a very tiny proportion of men and a huge proportion of people who are seriously disaffected are men. Most people in prison are men. Most people who are uh, on the street are men. Most victims of violent crime are men. Most people who commit suicide are men. Uh, most men, most people who die in wars are men. People who do worse in school are men. It's like, where's the dominance here precisely? What you're doing is you're taking a tiny substrata of hyper-successful men and using that to represent the entire structure of the of Western society. There's nothing about that that's vaguely appropriate. Whenever a woman goes on about how much they're suffering in today's world, they get sympathy. Whenever a man complains about suffering or saying he suffers as much as women, the other gets laughed at or women get angry at Take a look at this clip. Who has easier lives, men or women? Men. Oh, that was quick. Like, why do men have easier lives? Well, I mean, men are seen as more capable than women, so they have easier lives. Maybe, just maybe, lady, men are just more capable. If you look, like I've always brought this up, women, they look at love as survival, right? A man can look at love as a necessity, and this is what I mean. A man will easily settle for an average woman who's respectful, she doesn't cause any problems, she's willing She's willing to give the man space and also be around when necessary, things like that. A man will easily step down for whatever pedestal, whatever belief he has for a worthy woman. A woman, on the other hand, she will step over the men who will actually take care of her she will step over the men who will actually provide for her to try and get that same interaction or get that same outcome from the Chads and Tyrones. And they failed. Think people see men as more capable of raising children? Okay, that's women the, are seen as literally only capable. Yeah, of that's children. literally the one field. I, I, I think I think people see women better in so like every aspect of social work what do you mean better like what like women are better at like social jobs like teaching childcare, etc most of those jobs get pay so why are women seen like women's primary jobs are low nurture jobs and that doesn't make sense for you men tend to go into jobs that are more desired like engineering and stuff what are you okay, trying so to please, say no, no, though no, no. Here, hold on <laughs> trying... you see how and these are the most annoying cackling white bitches i've ever heard in my life like they are the direct equivalent of and see I'm I'm very 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 fair. I'm very fair. When there's loud problematic black bitches, I I know it, okay? It's I don't even have to point it out. It's just there. But when you have these cackling snow cow so cow disgusting degenerate Europeans talking like this, this shit is a disgrace. And the guy is spitting facts. I've said this before. Because women are capable or women don't want to climb ladders, women don't want to deal with heights, women can't lift and can't do the, re the weight requirements of an average warehouse job, she usually doesn't work there. 
And what happens when you don't work at the jobs that, that pays you a lot of money? You don't get paid a lot of money. So you work at retail. You are veterinarians. And I respect veterinarians. But I'm saying, for the most part, a lot of chicks, veterinarians are like cats, dogs, and all that shit. And you do jobs that have less risk. So because you have less risk, you get less of the reward. It's logic, women. Say is why is plumbing paid higher than childcare when both are very much needed jobs? Because plumbing's more dangerous. It's also less desirable than childcare. I feel like you're not like saying any factual things. Like these are the facts, and these are the. <laughs> this nigga, this nigga spent since he opened his mouth. Like these women are that fucking retarded. And no disrespect to all women, but if you're representing these cackling bitches, then you deserve the same amount of energy that these bitches are getting. From the point when the man opened his mouth, he was talking facts. Child care teacher, mostly by women. Women are dominant in a lot of things. Women don't want to admit that, or when women do admit it, they come to the realization that, oh, we're not making as much money because you're not doing the jobs that, that give the money. Nothing against you. A lot of guys aren't doing those jobs either. <laughs> like, is it is it is it that hard to figure it out to where you're not even understanding the logic of what he's saying? You're just butthurt. You're just whimpering and crying like the bitch that you are. Despicable. Facts that men are more engineers and women are more nurturers. But what else? Like, what are you trying to say beyond that? Well, because your original point is that people see men as better at, at everything. And I'm saying but people see women yeah, as better at some things as well. What high paying job is a field that is primarily women? Uh, none. Yeah. Yeah, women don't go into high paying jobs. Bingo. Women, back to the no, women can't go into higher paying. Why not? Why can't they go into high paying jobs? Most people. And there goes that invisible wall that that woman puts up. Oh, I can't do this because I'm a woman, but I deserve to be equal. Wait a minute. Then get equal. Get get the job. You have the opportunity. It's equal pay around the board. It's, 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 it's equal pay all around. It's just you don't take those responsibilities and you don't take those opportunities because you've been conditioned by a modern day woman. And I'm just saying, you've been conditioned as a modern day woman to do the bare minimum and expect the most from men. It doesn't work like that. It's a done deal. It's over in college or women why can't they go into high paying jobs I don't, i'm so confused see what makes me learn so much about modern day women is the way they claim like they're kind of living in some country where they have no rights whatsoever if you want to be a plumber go and be a fucking plumber if you want to be an engineer go be an engineer in our society in our world that we live in women can do whatever they want these days in the western world on average men are more interested in hold up let me just bring something up he, he makes a perfect point like we're not, see, the women are in the safest civilization to do whatever they want. Women know this deep down inside. They can act like they're oppressed. They can say that we as men are the oppressors when for, I don't know, the past, however long the 80-20 rule exists, women have been the oppressors.
I mean, that's and it, it's funny when you look at it, when you start to look at things, you're looking at the same object or you're looking at the same thing, but you're looking at it years later and you may have skipped over a few things. You may have not acknowledged something that was blatantly in front of you. But with guys in the manosphere, it's like we constantly get a reminder and a representation of why we should stay as far away from a lot of these women as possible. When a guy tells you that you have the opportunity, because most of these women talk about their education, especially the black woman, the black woman will tell you they're the most educated. Dude, they'll tell you that they're the most educated. But once again, men and women, going back to that dynamic, men don't give a shit about your education. In fact, because I've dealt with so I haven't dealt with a lot of women who are educated, but I dealt with enough women to say that they're problematic at best. They're confrontational. And it's like they can't even help it. They were taught by their universities or they were taught by their institutes to be always correct, always right. And it's like they're not even they're not even correct half of the time. Women will still bring up the pay gap. This has been debunked on multiple occasions. But it's something that they can still hold on to. And if a guy proves that everything that she's saying is bullshit, then the guy is the bad guy. Oh, you just want to start problems. No, bitch, you're just not talking about anything logical. You're not making any sense. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to go back. I think Jordan Peterson was about to say something. We may have to go back a little bit more, but hold on. On average, men are more interested in things and women are more interested in people. And that's actually the biggest difference we know of psychologically between men and women. And even though men and women are quite similar, all things considered, the extremes well, make a difference. Let me bring that back. Women is the way they claim living in some country where they... Hold up. Hold on up. average, men are more interested in things and women are more interested in people. And that's... Ah. Hmm. Ah, uh, uh, I don't know about that. I understand what he's saying, but you really have to think about women and their their mindset of materialism. That kind of gets brought to the test. It's not the same because guys, guys like dudes like me, when I go to work, I'm usually to myself. If people say hello, I say hello. I say hello back, so on and so forth. I don't like put myself out there just to engage in conversations with everybody. I understand that a majority of women do that, but I still feel that at the grand scheme of things, because of the way society has molded women into being strong and independent, I think their natural, their natural primary goal is materialism. When a guy, I think he's more personal where it's like if it's an interaction with someone who who he generally cares about, he's going to put that time and consideration in a person. And a woman is going to put time and consideration into things, a.k.a. objects, a.k.a. materialism. But that's just my opinion. Actually, the biggest difference we know of psychologically between men and women. And even though men and women are quite similar, all things considered, the extremes make a difference. So you imagine that in order to become an engineer, you have to be extraordinarily interested in things rather than people. Well, most of those people are men. And if you want to become a nurse, well, then you have to be 
much more interested in people than you are in things. And most of those people are women. I find it really funny how when he challenges their thoughts or when men disagree with women or hold them accountable, they get aggressive or they get emotional a lot of the time. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. Men suffer a lot. We just don't complain as much. It just feels to me like the narrative is that men are the victim. Once again, men suffer in silence and women are the ones that suffer. Even when we're both doing the same fucked up thing. Take a look at the clip. Bros are now having fucking hot boy summer and it drives me insane. These boys are like hurting my friends left to right. But like, weren't your friends hurting them too? That don't, you don't know of? I don't think so. You know what? This might be the most controversial thing ever, but I think guys, when they date, they act. They put up their like best front. They're like, this is- Girls do that too? No, girl. I from my experience, girls do not From ask. From your experience? From my experience. Oh my God. Luckily I started this earlier because I am about to go in right now. I'm just building myself up before I spaz. This fat bitch, and this is a fat bitch by the way. And look, like I said, I'm not the good guy. I'm not, I'm not the, I'm not the hero. I'm not the gentleman. I am the asshole. Society has created this asshole. And rather than try to hide it and be something I'm not, I'm going to be as transparent as possible, right? This bitch had the audacity to say men come in to relationships and dating with a facade. The same women who come into a date with 40 to 50 minutes of drawing on her face in the mirror. But we as men have a facade. You can't even go out of the house without painting on your face. But we have the facade. Interesting. Let's continue to hear what this airheaded whore has to say. And my girlfriends and I, we do not act who we, when we show do you up. Guys, do you guys fuck each other? Who we are is who we are. But you're talking, you're talking about dating dynamic versus like friendship dynamic. No, 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 no. Dating wise, I think guys act, whereas women. I dated girls that did that to me. It's a human thing. It's not just a guy. That's very biased in a way that like doesn't make mad, sense. Are you mad at me about it? <laughs> you see how these women antagonize. Women, and I, I meant to call this the episode that, that women are natural antagonists, but I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. I'm going to talk about that. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that Wednesday. Women are natural antagonists of men. They'll antagonize you. They'll say smart things because they know that they're women. And even if you come off slightly aggressive, they can say that you're unstable, you're this and that. But they can antagonize you. They can talk shit about you and say, are you mad? I think these are the type of women, poor representations, poor representation. Because what she is doing is proving everything that I've been saying to be correct. Everything that most men within this space talk about to be correct. And she's a bad look when it comes to females. Bad look. Literally and figuratively and metaphorically, the bitch is fat, disgusting, and she's pig-headed. 
Well, no, why would I get you? You're dude, it takes, it takes a lot for yeah. me. Yeah, no, 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 I know. If I want to get you mad, I'll drink your collagen drink and say it's trash. Both men and women give the best versions of themselves at the beginning of a relationship. That's normal. Everybody does it. And after time, the cracks start to show. That's not a man or a woman thing. And you getting annoyed that men are starting to have a city boy summer when all the narrative's been for the last couple of summers is city girl summer. Don't be angry when it starts happening to you. Like I always say, don't give things that you can't take. Again, no respect to this guy for keeping it humble, for keeping it polite. You don't have to be rude or disrespectful to put a woman in place and tell her what it is. All I want you guys to remember from this video is that men are the prize. You don't need to put any women on a pedestal. Respect. Definitely. Respect. I do want to keep going with these videos, but I do have the time in mind of when I want to wrap this up. So I think I still will be able to talk about what I want to talk about. I do have the grand finale. Let me see something real quick. We have very traditional roles and I... Okay, I do want to play that. So I think I'm going to, I think I am going to play this last video and then I'm going to get ready to wrap things up. But what I want to bring out is the entitlement thing. See, women certain women know that they can be entitled. And it's not to say that they have a right to, they just they get away with it. And those are of course the the more attractive women. Now, their entitlement comes from how they are being treated by men. If she knows that men are willing to pedestalize her, it it shouldn't come as a surprise that she will put herself out there to get the free time, attention, and in a lot of cases, money. So I never, I think that was one of the things that that I needed to get over when it came to red pill rage. It's like, why would a woman put herself out there in such an unpresentable fashion? to be a poor representation of women and to promote herself at the same time as if she's holier than thou. And it always breaks down to just the woman's lack of awareness. She, It's like when logic is presented to a lot of women, they can't comprehend it. Especially if it's by an opposing side. Like they'll, they won't acknowledge they won't acknowledge when the opposition does something or says something that's correct. They won't, they'll never do it. And this is why a lot of these women are bitter and miserable because this always goes back to what? What do I talk about? Self-accountability. She doesn't have it. She doesn't, and, and the thing is, she doesn't have it and at the same time she feels that she doesn't need it. She'll, she'll, she'll never have it. She'll never understand until she's dirty, 35, miserable, depressed, have cats, have dogs, but don't have a man around. All right. Let's play something. I have something that's set up for tomorrow. So we're going to keep that in mind for tomorrow. I'll make sure I don't delete that. Um, the Tupac, the Tupac video. I'm going to play that tomorrow. And we're also going to talk about women being natural antagonizers. Or antagonist is that is that what it is antagonist natural antagonists of men will always be women we're gonna talk about that tomorrow but we're gonna get into this last video um, and yeah let's, let's 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 get into it let's wrap this shit up let's get ready to wrap this up I am fucking tired and I am hungry we have very traditional roles and I believe that as a wife I should support my husband as the head of our household 
what? I'm 27. I have a career. I push six figures. I've got my own place. I pay my own bills, my own car. I've got a dog. I can cook. He asked for and respond to his needs first. Who's supposed to respond to his needs first? Me? I am funny. Don't you guys understand it now? Like, like I, I mean, I know sometimes like I can repeat the same shit or I can talk about the same subjects. That is the reason why I have Manosphere Monday. And until today, I would have Toxic Tuesdays, but this is Entitlement Tuesdays. Do, don't you guys seem to understand, like, these women are not built. They're not raised. They are not trained to be wives they, they don't have that compassion in them they don't have that consideration for men it's all about what they can get at the end of the day or what they can get at the very beginning so they can leave the man dry at the end of the day don't you guys understand this now do you sometimes i don't think you do so every now and then i have to remind people like yeah this is the type of women we're dealing with today in the dating market this is the type of women we're dealing with my friends voted me the most memorable personality in our entire friends group. What am I doing wrong? I can do that by myself. My husband is the boss of my house. Yikes. See, that's different. She's the boss here. She's not here to cooperate with you. Entitlement problem explained. Welcome to Manosphere Highlights Daily. In this video, we are talking about entitlement. Let's take a look at the meaning of entitlement so you know what we're highlighting in this video. The fact of having a right to something. The amount to which a person has a right. The belief that one is inherently deserving of privileges or special treatment. Morning Rush anchor Francesca Emmerker presents the topic. Finding love is not that easy, right? And it's especially hard in this economy. And guess what? Many women say they are finding it very hard to find a man who makes as much as they do. See, the common cope. Realize that money for women is the common cope. So for the small, and I mean small percentage of women that is actually making more money than men, on average, what are they usually doing? They're taking their clothes off. They're doing all types of shit. If a woman's educated, then she's problematic because she comes to this conclusion. Well, I have a PhD. I have my master's, my bachelor in this. I have a car. I have six figures. I have this and that. I need a man who makes more than me and who can provide for me, even though I make enough money to provide for myself. So the entitlement of a woman doesn't end with just the title. She's a career woman now. She's strong and independent. That's entitlement, right? But most of these women are independent because they're complaining about not finding a man. Dumb bitches. By Cornell University found that the country's declining marriage rate is due to the lack of financially eligible bachelors. Women <laughs> you ever thought that the decline of the marriage rate is due to the fact that 80 plus percent of women are the ones that's filing for divorce is could that possibly be a reason to or is it just solely based of how you feel let me know woman let me know 
how you feel. ...are actually outpacing men with education, and this is changing the age-old mentality that men are the breadwinners. It turned, <laughs> in turn, the gig or small gigs economy and lack of good jobs out there have left the ladies single and disgruntled. And researchers say they are seeing a trend of women dating down, which what? means, you know, dating a man down. who... Oh, dating man. down. You see... That really angers me, man. Like, I, like, that really angers me. You see it, the lack of respect that modern women have for men? Do you understand that lack of respect to where they say they have to date down? You see how, and, and, and it's, it's brilliant to me because it shows men the reality. This is how women think about you. They don't give a fuck about who you are. They essentially care about what you make. If you're not making them as much as they're making, if you're not bringing this and that to the table, it's over for you. It's over. But here's the kicker. These women, it's been over for these women. It's been a done deal for these women. They just haven't acknowledged it. Or they just, some of them don't even realize it. Their time has been up. But let's continue to hear, you know, let's continue to hear this. And All right, really, All right listen, it was in the prompt, right? The country's decline in marriage rate is due to the lack of financially eligible bachelors. The foolishness. Women complain that they don't make enough money. And now they complain men are not making enough money. Let's listen to what Miss Francesca has to say. This is just the reality of it. So women, you know, we're more educated now, and I think that we're furthering our education. So with that being said, we're going to hold off on the baby making. We're going to hold off until we get that great job. Really career driven. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> you heard it. Y'all can't compete with me with this shit. Y'all can't go back and forth with me with this shit. She said it out of her mouth. She put the kids aside, right? She put the idea of kids and family aside because she wants to focus on her career, right? But who's who's going to really take the loss at the end of the day? It's not going to be the men. Some men, we've already came to the realization that, hey, I like, I like kids. I would like to have children, but not with these women. I would like to be in a relationship, but not with these whores. We've already came to that realization. We're... We're, we're content with that. We're not happy about that. We're not happy about what's going on, but we're content. We're able to deal with it and say, fuck it. It is what it is. It's not an ego thing with me about, oh, I just want to leave a legacy. Yo, fuck that shit. That's for the birds. I want to bring a child to this earth with the security of knowing that I can be a presentable and worthy father. That's different to me. The next guy may not say that. He may not even be thinking about that. To each his own. I don't give a shit. But for me, that's what it is. So, it, 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 and it's sad because it's like, guys, we already know what we we know what's going on. We know what we know what it's hitting for going forward. We can't we can't give these bitches any validation. We can't give these bitches any time or attention. Fuck these bitches. I don't think there's anything wrong with hoping that there's someone either on your level or higher than you. Everything she says right here is all about her. 
she made her decision without regard for a potential husband. <laughs> We're gonna hold off on the baby making. We're gonna hold off until we get that great job. Yep. We are really career driven. She this is why women should never chase money. Doesn't think there's anything wrong with hoping someone is either on your level or higher. Mr. McNeil has a great response to this. So, okay. Go ahead, Lord right. Doctor. All right. So before, right, it was okay when the man made more money to be the one to buy everything, to do, you know, treat you and all this other kind of stuff. And now that you make more money, you can't be that one. Right? You can't be <laughs> the one to pay for the meal and because you're dating down. Dating down. I hate that, yeah. What is that about? It wasn't called dating down. Right, yeah. When men were the breadwinners on the <laughs> Exactly. What is that? You know what that is? Matter of fact, now that I think about it, we went over that last video. That's the facade that the guy referenced earlier. That the, the women claim that men have when it comes to relationships and dating. Now, these women, they want that false sense of being in control. Like it's that it's that weird fascination that women have with being bosses. And all they do is run their mouth. They, they don't run businesses. They they sit back, run their fucking mouths and, and, and run their fingers through a fucking keyboard. That's all they fucking do. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it's it's very interesting because women enjoy their they enjoy this point in their lives. They enjoy it. Because they think men are upset at them in particular, and it's not the case. We're just upset that you're the same bitch that complains about not finding a quality husband when you're years past your so-called career and you come to that realization that you can't bear children. That is entitlement in conjunction with hypergamy. When a woman makes money, mm. she makes it for herself. Mm. She's not interested in taking care of a man. Mm. Even if she can easily do it, she will refuse. Mm. Her education, job, and for JJ makes her feel entitled to a man that's quote-unquote on her level or higher. Men have always Cook. dated down. We don't care about your degrees and how much money you make. Men have always had the expectation to take care of their families. I have a feeling, though, that, that some of the issue here is that it may be the psyche of the men that when they make less, they are insecure and it can affect their relationship. This report is about the women say, complaining about the fact that, that, that they oh, don't now have... I... The irony is just hypocritical. So the women who on average makes less than men, right? There's very, it's very, like I said before, there's a very small percentage of women that are making more than men, right? She's not, she's not going to admit, right, that women who are less than her financially is also the ones who are insecure, who are also the ones talking about the so-called pay gap, but they're not climbing ladders and they're not being electricians. <laughs> So, yeah, so, so are these women expecting the men to cover everything? They, they want those breadwinners, so they... That's what it sounds like to me by this particular study. I have to date down now. Tell her, Mr. McNeil. This is about women being disgruntled. 
This is about the country's decline in marriage rate because of the lack of financially eligible bachelors. So if the man doesn't make the same or more money as you do, he's automatically dismissed. Throw him to the lions. <laughs> Look at this video of a 27-year-old lady that's been single for two and a half years. Can the guys on uh, TikTok like enlighten me on what you guys are looking for? Because uh, I'm 27, I have a career, I push six figures, I've got my own place, I pay my own bills, my own car, I've got a dog, I can cook, I'm... By the way, she's overweight. She's at least 30 pounds overweight. She has nothing physically to offer a man. And I want women to understand something. You now know what it's like to be the unattractive burden to the opposite sex. The same way that a woman looks at the nice guy who's overly friendly, who's doing all this just to try to communicate or convey some form of intimacy. It's the same way that guys like me look at you disgusting, trash can figure shaped bitches. Despicable. These women are fucking sick. Funny, my friends voted me the most memorable personality in our entire friends group. What am I doing wrong? I don't understand. Two and a half years of being single now. Ah! She doesn't understand. Ah! Well, I think she clearly understands. She's talking about having a career and pushing six figures. She's not interested in dating the local bus driver. She feels that she deserves a man that's quote-unquote on her level or... Brought this up earlier today. So this, what I said earlier this morning, I'm going to pretty much repeat it now. So bear with me. Um, these are a very rare group of women, right? Because I've said this before with the woman earlier. She maximal, she, she, she maxed out on money but the thing is that is like the one thing that men don't care about when it comes to women so she really got fucked over at the end of the day because she has the six-figure income she has this she has that but once again she's miserable she's alone higher and we know that men that make a six-figure income belong to the top 10 percent the man that you're looking for has many, 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 many options. Why on God's green earth would he pick you for? But <laughs> if there's a responsibility that comes with making more money, accept it. You wanted to make more money, right? You know, are you going to find many men out there that makes as much as you did? And my point is, so now you're going to, because we hear so much about women that are like, oh, there's nobody out there. There's no one out there. I can't find love. I'm getting too old. Now you're going to sacrifice the fact that you could find that love because the man's not making that much money. And you're going to date down? Yeah. All right. No, they're they're Robinus. I have a feeling this is going to be our morning rush act. Okay, there it is. Look at that face. Look at that face. And the body language. Miss Francesca knows that Mr. McNeil is speaking facts right here, but she doesn't care. You know why? I can do bad by myself. That's it. I think from that, we'll wrap this up. I'll, I'll do a, a quick outro. Well, not a quick outro. I'll speak on a couple things that I still want to speak on. But see, that's the, that's the alternative for a woman, right? A woman's going to get what she can try to get from a man 
even if it's unrealistic. And if not, she can do bad all by herself. And trust me, she does. These women are superior at doing bad by themselves. Men are superior at doing good by themselves, being more productive by themselves, working more hours by themselves. Because rather than women who look for the validation from the outside, the man is in constant conflict with himself and his spirit on the inside. So the problems that we have as men, we tend to deal with it on our own time on a personal level rather than women who will just, like I said, men suffer in silence, women suffer in surround sound. Nothing changes this. And what I've been saying from the fucking beginning is facts. This is why, this is why I get 600, close to 600 plays in a short period of time, and I have little to no detractors. In fact, I technically don't even know who views my shit or who listens. But I know people are listening, and I salute, and I appreciate it. But I don't have detractors for this reason. A bitch is her worst enemy. A modern-day woman is her worst enemy today because everything that she's being told is a lie. But because a woman is telling her this, she has to go along with it. She has to follow suit because women are essentially followers. This is why when women get positions of leadership, it becomes stressful. They're not used to dealing with as much working hours as the average man. They're not willing to do the dirty work that the average man does. So, like I said before, with the pay gap, there's going to be a difference for a reason. And it's not because you're a woman. Surprise. It's because you choose to put yourself in a handicapped position. So that you can be a villain, so you can be a victim, and you can get all of the support and all of the praises from the fellow feminazis and these simp soy boy male manginas. But anyway, it's crazy, man. It is nine o'clock. I'm gonna get ready to wrap this up. Well, you know, in my own timely fashion. There is a couple things. There's only one thing that I wanted to mention I had saved on this episode, but I figured since I had enough, I, I just had enough videos to really go through the rest of the, the episode. I decided to do that. Women are the antagonist of our society in a lot of ways. And I want y'all to really listen. It's not to say that men are necessarily the heroes and the protagonists, not necessarily, because guys like myself, I'm like, I, I'm more of the anti-hero. I'm not, I'm not the hero. I'm not a villain either. I don't vilify myself, but I'm also, I don't consider myself the good guy. I'm just a realist. I speak from experience. I speak from a position of pain. And I don't, I don't find that to be, I don't find that to be bad. Women can say, oh, you must have been hurt. Yeah, bitch, I'm a human being. What the fuck does that mean? Who's hurt you? Women? Is, you win, I guess? Like, what was it? Like, it doesn't make sense to me. But women will always be the antagonist where, See, 
I always say love is a battlefield for a reason. We've always, most of us have been soldiers on the field, right? We all have our fight. We all have our beliefs, our expectations of what we want out of our, out of our possible partners and whatnot. And it's understandable. I just feel guys are 10 times more realistic than women when it comes to expectations. We don't expect bitches with bank accounts. We don't expect bitches to have careers. You know why? Because we don't want them. We don't want that out of women. We want that out of ourselves, some of us. Some of us don't even want that out of ourselves. Some of us just want to live comfortable lives. But the basic modern day woman is, is not okay with that. She wants to be put on a pedestal. There has to be guys who bring reality. Sure, there needs to be a Kevin Samuel somewhere. There needs to be a guy who at least talks to these women but guys like myself, I just don't have the patience. Women, if they listen, cool. But I know for my percentage, there's no women that listen to this podcast. It's 99. It's like it's it's mostly men, 23 to 27. And I'm cool with that. If women decide to come on board, like I said, I don't discriminate. I acknowledge a lot of the female content creators who are talking about the same shit that I'm talking about. Because what's right is right. It doesn't matter who the fuck says it. You know what I mean? Yep. 904, man. Uh, I'm trying to plan everything for the rest of the week. Sometimes I'm able to do it. Other times I just go on the fly. I I don't want to do that this time going forward. But I think that's what's going to happen. Because I do have the Tupac video I want to speak on. I want to talk about Black Fathers on Black History Month. And what that means to the black community. Yes, it is going to be a race-related subject, but it's not going to entirely be that. It's just something that I feel that I want to address before February is over. And I think this week, some sometime along, probably at the end of the week, a Friday or even a Saturday. Because I'm going to be back in this building again, bagging some more overtime come Saturday. Although this time will be a lot better because I'll only be here for three hours. And that time, I can easily do an hour long to an hour and a half podcast episode. All right. 905. Jesus Christ. I think I didn't. It's not that I didn't get enough sleep. I, I would have been better off getting a little more sleep last night. I, I'm still grateful for the day because, like I said, I was able to wake up early enough to do the things that I wanted to do, including the morning episode, something that I'm kind of getting more into the routine of doing. And I'm hoping to make that more of a sort of recreational thing. Like I said, a lot of people, I try to display the format as much as possible. The nighttime episodes like this, we're going to get into more topics, more responses, more subjects. Um, In the morning time, it's really just shit that, Maybe it may be some personal things. It may be things outside of the manosphere. I still want to give that little window of opportunity for if, you know, I want to talk about something that's not necessarily related to the manosphere. I can do so with the same platform on Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. Also on Spotify. Shout out to Spotify. And, um, yeah, it's, it's about that time. It really isn't, though. Matter of fact, it's not. 
I'm gonna play this Tupac. <laughs> I I just changed my mind. Like fuck it. It's nine oh six. I was supposed to be done at nine thirty. We were about how much? Two hours and twenty minutes in. Fuck it. Let's make it close to three. Why the fuck not? What the fuck do I have? What else do I really have to do besides a couple of small tasks? So fuck it. We're we're just gonna do it now. Cause I find this to be very important. I may not be able to play the entire thing, but I'm going to play enough to where you understand why I'm doing this. All right. So let's do it. So that's a good thing. Yeah, man. So um, the Tupac Museum, man, um, I heard you seen some paperwork at the museum that caught your attention, my man. Absolutely. Um, in particular, uh, there was one letter that uh, Tupac had wrote um, to who he thought at that particular time was his real father. And so um, the fact of the matter is, is I actually talk to his real father uh, often, you know what I mean? Uh, a man by the name of Billy Garland, for those who know and those who may not know. That right there was Delray Richardson. He said he talked to the father of the late rapper Tupac Shakur pretty often. Tupac was certainly one of the greatest rappers of all time. His very popular song, Dear Mama, is still played today nearly 30 years later after its release, especially around Mother's Day. It's like an American Mother's Day anthem. Recorded July 14th, 1994, it was released seven months later in 1995. In that song where Tupac praised his mother, Afeen Shakur, he said, no love my daddy because the coward wasn't there. He passed away and I didn't cry because my anger wouldn't let me feel for a stranger. Well, I wonder how he felt when he realized he had been lied to by his dear mama. Lied to about who his father really was and what happened. Special shout out to the brother Art of Dialogue. This is a wonderful interview. Much respect to you, brother, as well as Mr. Delray Richardson. We're going to get into the story, but take a second to make sure that you're subscribed to this channel. Click the notification bell for all updates. And if you're new, include new subscriber in your comment below. And I'm going to try my best to respond to all of you. Now I got so many incense, I'm starting to stink. This interview took place on October 27th, 1995 at Venice Beach. You grew up without a father. How do you feel like your life would be different if you had grown up with a father? I'd have had some discipline. I'd have had uh, more confidence. Uh, you seem pretty confident to me. Now I am. Because now I'm, I believe that I'm, a, I'm my own man. And I'm a man, you know, money gave me, gave me confidence. The script. Tupac. The late, great Tupac. He explained something that most of us black men had to come across ourselves. We didn't have many male guardians to really show us the way and give us insight and in what we really need at the time of us needing it. So we equate money and we equate values to success, but those things aren't really necessarily that. It can be things to cover up the pain that I believe Tupac was genuinely facing in his life, not having a father having a mother, dealing with the household of that, 
and really coming out like on top as a man, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we, we deal with our past pains. We suffer in silence. Of the crowd gave me confidence. Before that, I was a shell of a man. Do you feel like one day that you'll be a good father? I think I'll be a very, very good father. Why? Because I love kids. I love, uh, I love the innocence. I really, I, it just does something to my chest. The innocence that they have and how they look up to you and how you can't do no wrong to them. And uh, I love that, man. I would do anything. I'd do damn anything. I'd do damn anything for them. All the kids in my life, my nieces, nephews, all, they get anything they want. They got the best Christmases, everything. They get whatever they want. I'm a sucker for them. <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't have any kids myself because I'm scared to bring any children into this world, especially in So, I needed some of this granola bar. I didn't fucking eat anything today. My apologies. I gotta wash this down with some green tea. Alright, so. A lot of us have that fear in being fathers. And it's not really a wonder of why it's obvious. We, we never, we, we've haven't gotten any examples or visions of fatherhood. So why would we put ourselves in a role or have this responsibility of something that we really have no idea about? Cause we had no upbringing of it. Come on, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. Black children. For now, for right forever. Now. Just for right now. At that moment in his life, Tupac, he was afraid to have his own kids, but he treated his nieces and nephews like his own. And although he was walking down Venice Beach, talking about the same subject, he made sure not to reveal too much of his pain, pain from his childhood, mostly surrounding growing up with a single mother, having no confidence or discipline. The rapper wrote about his struggles as a fatherless child. Like this one right here, he said, those that knew me would easily co-sign. There was never a life as hard as mine. No father, no money, no chance, and no guide. I only... It's funny, like, see, dudes, like I said, Tupac was important to me as a fan of hip-hop because I've gotten sort of the opposite side of the thug life persona. You get Dear Mama, Brenda's Got a Baby. You get all of these classics, but they're true, genuine stories. Tupac was a very poetic intellectual black man and it's like he wasn't afraid to display his intelligence he wasn't afraid to really speak up about shit going on Tupac is the man Tupac in my opinion is a man's man when it comes to a black man he has that persona that image of being a street nigga I'm not saying he isn't but I know about his upbringing 
But he also has that insight. He's like the best of both worlds. Why you think Jada Pickett Smith is still talking about him? Follow my voice inside. That was a poem written by Tupac. He wrote a lot of those as well as letters. And Del Ray Richardson came across one of them in the Tupac exhibit. And um, when I saw this letter, the conversations that me and Mr. Garland had over time, I've been privy to some things that he's told me um, that I wasn't at liberty to even talk on camera until now. You know what I mean? And I talked to him, he gave me the um, the okay, and he said it was okay, you know what I mean? And I checked in with him before we actually did this video. And so um, the letter in particular is Tupac talking about who he thought at that particular time, which was told to him by his mother, that another guy by the name of Legs, um, uh, Kenneth Saunders, was his father. And so what I'm gonna do is right now is I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna share with your viewers, I'm gonna read the, uh, the actual letter and and here's the letter right here so so um and it starts off it, it says chapter one it says uh the title of the uh letter is chapter one the panther and the gangster and and like i said it really hit me uh you know uh tough because i was like wow um it says my father's life is a mystery to me but i will start uh to share what little information i do have with you his given name was Kenneth Saunders. He had a daughter from his first marriage before my mom. And he was a well-known gangster in the streets of Harlem, New York. But not by Kenneth Saunders on the streets. He was known as Legs because of his tall stature and his large physical build. I also know that he was a, an addicted freebaser and a natural sweet-talking con man. I know that from personal experience. Besides that, that's all I know about my father. It's a shame all I have is half of a page of history on the man who helped bring me into this world. That's deep. And you know what? Most of us know that. We know that feeling. Until, I'll just be transparent, fuck it. Until I knew my father at age 18, I would hear nothing but stories, mixed stories. My mom, because either she felt that I wasn't willing to receive or understand what was going on, she never talked about it. And if she talked about it, it was never in a good way. My father was never brought up in a, in a positive light, to be honest, before I knew him. So... Everybody else outside of the family, oh, yeah, he used to party, all this negative shit. And it really made me realize that when I met my father at 18, why he went the path that he went and why he doesn't deal with those same people. It, it begins to make sense because people, people will only see you the way that they want to see you. When you start articulating yourself and you really start speaking out and you start being more direct, they can't accept that. Or when you start doing things more positive, when they're so used to be, they're so used to you being negative, they can't digest it. So, in the same sense, it's like we all, and it's fucked up because that's not even his father. He and this is why I've been saying black men, especially the men who grew up without fathers, we grow up in an identity crisis. <laughs>
We look for any guidance or any male figure that's available that seems to have some insight to help us get to where we need to be. And a lot of us, we find those, we find love or we find that guidance or that guardianship in the wrong places. I can say that he was good to me for the four, for the six months I spent with him. But in the words of the classic song, which was, was crazy, he said, um, Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. And when he died, all he left me was alone. In that letter written by Tupac, he was expressing his pain, talking about all the negative attributes of a man named Kenneth, AKA Legs, the man that his mother told him was his father. After that man passed away, Tupac wrote about him in July of 1994, when he was pinning Dear Mama. At the time, he was 23 years old. And unfortunately, he didn't find out the truth until four months later, November 30th, 1994, when he was shot five times in New York at Quad Studios. And Tupac, he found out that his dad was alive while he was in the hospital? Yeah, yeah, he actually found out, like I said, when he was um, recuperating in the hospital at Bellevue Hospital after he had got shot at Quad. And so, um, yeah, Mr. Garland said, um, that when he had walked up there to the hospital um, and he walked in and said basically he was going in to um, see his son when he walked up, security guard was there. He said basically that, um, he said, I'm going to see my son. He said, um, who's your son? He said, Tupac. He said, he, he said the security guard actually told him that uh, Tupac father's dead. This is how wicked women are. And I don't care. Listen, I'll take the blame and responsibility. I call Tupac's mom wicked because that's a wicked move. And something tells me that she knew that that man was the father. There's no confusion in that. And I realize, and it goes back to how selfish a mother can be, especially a single mother. She'll latch on to any guy that will provide some form of security or to play essentially stepdaddy. And that's what the guy leg has pretty much been. But he didn't really provide much for him, gave him money, shit like that, but really didn't put in the time and the effort to raise him like a father because he wasn't the father. Jeez. And, um, yeah, yeah. And then that, um, I think it was either, uh, Afeni came out and said, no, um, no, that's Tupac's father, not a man. So that goes to show what I'm saying is that she actually knew. So in November of 1994, when that studio incident went down, Tupac's real father, he went to the hospital to see him. He had security stopping him like, no way, you can't be Tupac's father. Tupac's father is dead. His mother, Miss Afini, she was there and she told him, let him through, that's his father. That's at 23 years old. His whole life, he had been told that another man was his biological father. Now, a year later, after being hit five times and also serving eight months in prison for something that he said he did not do, he was walking down Venice Beach, talking to an MTV reporter, and he touched on finding out the truth about his father. I needed a father, uh, I needed a male influence in my life. 
And these were the males. The other males who could have been a more positive influence on me were too scared to come where I was. Or they didn't have the money or they didn't right. have the heart or whatever. At this point, you have to realize that Tupac was 24 years old. And although he found out the truth about his father less than a year before this interview, he still wasn't ready to hold his mother accountable for all of the information that was revealed to him over the course of that year. Instead, he was blaming the good guys who didn't want to come back to the hood to help kids like Tupac from broken homes. And I think that's enough. That's as much as I'm going to play just to prove a point like, See, that, that's what pisses me off. It's not the fact that these women want to go around and they want to sleep around. It's the fact that they choose to get pregnant by niggas who ain't shit just to talk about those niggas not being shit. Meanwhile, she's the one who's broken and has to lie. She lived a lie. She lived a lie. She told Tupac that... This man, this random man that is your father, didn't tell you that, oh yeah, your real father is somewhere, or your real father is X, Y, and Z. No. The selfishness of women, and this is where the choice moms come in. All right, all right, you choose to take care of the child yourself. All right. I mean, we are creating a fucked up society. We are creating a future generation of destruction. We are creating it. We are assisting the process of killing off humanity. I really believe that. I think we have came so, we, we fell in such a depth of disillusion, men and women, that now childbirth will be, all of that will be unplanned. There won't be any marriages. You'll be lucky to find any sort of relationship or any presentable women or men who are willing to tolerate it or men who, God forbid, decides, hey, I'm going to go back in here and give this one more shot. Like It's not working out like that anymore. And we're creating this generation. It's up to people like myself, I believe, and it's up to other people to really speak out about these issues. I come on here, I roast, I have fun, but I also talk facts. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, man, we're just about shy of 9.30, 9.25 to be exact. I'm getting ready to wrap this up officially, okay? I just wanted to play the Tupac thing just because it's been on my mind since I heard it. And it was such a deep video that it really made me sit back and wonder, like, wow, Tupac. You know what I mean? Dear Mama Tupac was lied to by his own mother. Only for her to protect her reputation. Only for her to protect her title as the strong and independent one. And that's all. That's the only reason why she lied for The only reason. You know. But it is what it is, man. It is. We're about nine. Uh, two hours and 39 minutes going into two hours and 40 minutes i think that's a lengthy enough episode a good enough time for me to upload it so i can actually have it uploaded before i leave work tonight instead of try to upload it when i get home and when i get done eating and the nigga gets the itis and i go to sleep so i'm going to have this up i'm going to have this uploaded by 10 p.m hopefully you guys check it out i 
I'm always grateful and I always appreciate the people who've been listening. It's a silent audience, but there's an audience. And and, and that's the only thing that I want to change. I want the interactions. I want the conversations with the people that are listening. I want insight on what you guys think I should talk about next. As long as it's red pill related, there's no real, you know. Or even if it's video games, you guys know I like video games. So if you guys heard about something with uh, GTA, y'all want me to talk about certain things, like I'll do that every once in a while. It's about living life. I think with the red pill, it's it's difficult because you're constantly being given harsh realities to a point where you want to escape. And I get it. A lot of us love to play video games. People like myself, I just don't have the time to do it all day. Now, I don't, I try not to judge people who do it all day. Like, my thing coming up was I wanted to be on Twitch. I wanted to stream games. I wanted to have thousands of people mentioning my name online. Like, hey, you seen this stream from this dude? That's because, like, that's the dream job, essentially. Like, you're sitting down playing video games and you have a viewership of up to 100,000, you're like Dr. Disrespect, shout out to him, and you have all of these people, all you're doing is playing a video game, I mean, it's always something that I wanted to do, but I felt, that's not really what I, it's not, I don't think that was my calling compared to this, and there's other things that I'm going to talk about in the future, not the near future, I mean, two, three years from now, I have future plans, I have plans on getting more political, I have plans on discussing more topics and subjects that may stem out of the manosphere. But for the time being, in the meantime and in between time, this is the Red Pill Party Podcast, and I am your host, Jersey Judah. This has been another great episode. Um, Once again, um, appreciation to those that's been listening, and we're going to keep this thing going forward throughout the week. I will catch you guys tomorrow morning. I will be recording tomorrow morning. Not sure what it's about, but I know I'll get six to eight hours of sleep and be up ready and willing to talk my shit. Until then, I'm out. Peace.